0: The Gospel is from the 25th chapter of Matthew, verses 14 through 30. Jesus said to the disciples, For it is if I, as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents." good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, Master, I know that you are a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathered where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, you wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I would have invested my money with the bankers, and on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the ten talents. For, to all, for all those who have more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But for those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. As for his worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here ends the gospel.
1: Let us pray. My good and gracious Lord, we come this morning um, on this windy Sunday to gather with a community of people. Sometimes we are here for the first time; we really don't know anyone here, and that's a little uncomfortable. So we pray that um, our regulars will make those who are new feel at home. We hope the regulars also will uh, continue to reach out uh, to new people in the neighborhoods and invite them in to join the community here as we try to serve our Lord and give thanks for all that has been given to us and be proud of the message we have to deliver to the world that Christ is alive and he wants to save us he wants to be our Lord he wants to help and lead and guide us to a richer life not always in money Lord but in uh, in giftedness to give back to the world with our Our skills, our our spiritual gifts, and the way that we become on fire is when we find we have a talent that, when we use it, it just makes us feel aglow and alive. Help us, Lord, to plug in to your ministries for us, wherever they are, and to use the gifts you have given us to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Sermon preparation can be a blessing. And it can be a little more difficult than a blessing. And so yesterday, during my uh, struggle portion of writing my sermon for today, I was walking around the house hoping that something would hit me when I glanced at our pantry wall where I have family photos, a whole collage of them, and a series of uh, poems that I have written. And so I glanced at that poem that I caught my eye and... uh, Boy, I couldn't believe it. it had been written 38 years ago. Whew. Some of you aren't even that old yet, and that's how old the poem was. So it was called Account Overdrawn, and here's a portion of that poem. I realized of late that I am greatly in debt, almost unaware, year after year. I've charged all my needs, all I've become, to a never-ending account of self-giving love and a foundation of sincere concern. Now my payment has come due, and I know ironically that I shall be the richer for each installment I try to make. I want to repay you, whom I owe all my assets, and yet you have sent no invoice, asking the balance due. It is I who must do this, and so let me itemize my bill of gratitude to the one who demonstrated the strength of convictions and the power of dreams. At the same time, communicates that achievement and humility can go hand in hand, who taught me to take life seriously, but still be able to laugh at yourself, and who has come to me become to me more than my parent, as my friend now, whose example of inner strength gives me stability, and whose love and care gave me compassion. Thanks, Mom, Diane. While this poetic tribute was actually for my mother as her birthday present that year, she'd always said to me, Oh, you don't have to go buy me something, but I want you to, I would love you to write me something, write me a poem or something. And so, therefore, on our wall are all of the poems that have come home over the years that I had written to my mother, who was an English teacher, of course. While this poetic tribute was really uh, mom's birthday present, and I said, if you didn't know it, the message that I was giving sounded a bit like it could be a thank you note also uh, to God. For all that he has done to shape my purpose in life, for all the patience God shows with my ways when I stray and am silent and take advantage of all the gifts I have, he still loves me just the same, like a parent would. He's given me gifts to make a difference in the world, gifts that I hope that I use and steward faithfully. And so I want to take a moment to also do something my mother taught me that I think God would like. If I had the children's sermon this morning, I would have been able to share a few of my suggested activities this week for the children, uh, but I'm sharing with the children of God, that would be you. I suggested, as mom always did, she wrote thank you notes uh, endlessly. And so today, for all those people that I thought go unthanked and do so much, I'd start on my journey and this week hope to continue writing thank you notes to uh, people who have done so much in my life. This is no surprise at the second service, but this one goes to Tad. Tad, who is up in the balcony day and night, seems to me, always turning our mics on, tuning the videos, making things happen without Tad. He's kind of the unseen hand. Dear Tad, I said, happy Thanksgiving. Many thanks for all your work and hours spent keeping our mics and videos and PowerPoints working. And thanks in advance for all the Christmas Eve hours You will be working here too Away from your family Just anticipating that With lots of appreciation, Pastor Diane It was fun at the first service Where his children were sitting next to me Because they giggled when Dad got that one Uh, I wrote for the Spirit You can see how much I've affected them (laughs) They ran for the hills But... uh, Dear For the Spirit Band, I wrote, many thanks for your constant great music for worship. You share your time and talents all year long and sing so many songs that give us joy and especially connect us to God. We each have our favorites, but know how much UDLC loves each one of you. Okay, this is the way it goes. Now, the last one, I could go on with this, and maybe maybe you'll go home and do the same, um, because it really does, once you start this, you begin to realize, whew, I really owe a lot of people, a whole lot, I can't do this life alone. I gotta have all this support. And I walk through my days without even giving a nod sometimes to what people put out to make things happen for us and me. Now, this one says, good spirit shines through in people like you. This one is to Linda, Linda Breckenridge. Some people giggled when I said that because they already knew what might be coming. She was my roommate on the cruise. And some of you can only imagine how horrible of an experience that would be to room with me. <laughs> but I pick a roommate that goes to bed early and gets up, and I go to bed late, and so we go. This was our third episode of rooming, though. She knew what she was getting. Dear rooming Linda, just taking time to say thanks for the brave, being brave enough to room with me once again on this cruise. You were patient and kind to let me keep you awake at night when you wanted to sleep we sure had fun and lots of laughter at our shopping and exploring Greece and Rome running the stairs of the ship good memories forever my friend gratefully Diane well it was funny when she was here in the pew and she was surprised but I really could be doing this to each and every one of you but I won't do it right now because we must move on but I just thought it might be a jog for your Thanksgiving dinner experiences wherever you are maybe somebody will write one of these poems to someone at the table, a poem of gratitude. And if, you know, if you're short of ideas, you could also write it to God, and that would be expressly appreciated. Okay, so we're back at this wonderful parable of the talents this morning. Matthew 25 is an end times parable, which means it's the uh, apocalyptic kind of literature, and it is very, very sort of uh, disconcerting at best. Jesus knows at this point that time is running out before he will be arrested, And the disciples will have to continue on his saving mission without him. And so he's using this parable, which is a little startling, uh, to teach his disciples they have a responsibility after he's gone to continue uh, making a difference in the world. He's checking the depth of their devotion, really, as they listen to this parable of the talents. Uh, How are they going to do growing other kingdom people, men, women? lepers, kings, farmers, outcasts, rich and poor? Will they in turn multiply the numbers of those redeemed by sharing Jesus' life and death story? Now a talent in those days was a huge amount of money. It was really, really uh, like a couple weeks' wages. And so the master has entrusted to these servants a a variety of numbers of talents. To one he gives five, to another two, and to the last one, one talent. The master is all about multiplying his own assets in this parable, so I'm not sure we can make a direct connection to Jesus as that master. But it is an, an important story to show that when he goes away, what do they do with these um, gifts they've been given, these talents? Well, one five, the five-talent guy invests it in all kinds of things and doubles his money, and so does the one with two talents. But the third uh, servant cautiously buried his one talent in the ground and made no gain at all. So when the master returned and took accounting of their uh, possibilities that they had done with his money, uh, they had two had succeeded and got more power and more fame and more responsibility. But the one was thrown into the outer darkness. It's so friendly a parable where there is all this weeping and gnashing of teeth, and so. Uh, The moral of the story being that uh, Christ is calling us to take the gifts he's given us. And they're not always financial gifts, although today, as we ask you to come forward with your talents and your multiplication of what God has given you for the sake of helping others, uh, we will ask that you perhaps are generous and haven't buried all of that for, uh, for self or for other reasons or just forgotten, and are gliding along, we, we sometimes like to just prick the responsibility we all have to give back generously to God for all uh, he does. He's on work full-time, 24-7, taking care of us and the world, and this is our day and our way to say a huge thank you. Our accounts are overdrawn in many instances, and we, um, we can always make a deposit in gratitude for all God gives us. Now, the understanding of talents can have a different meaning as well. Some interpreters say that it isn't so much a monetary gift as it is uh, what we could call spiritual gifts, our our capabilities, the things we receive in baptism, gifts from God for building up the church community and for this kingdom uh, that he has on earth. Spiritual gifts given to us in baptism, which sometimes we don't know, we have until, of course, you come to our new member class and we give you a spiritual gift inventory. And then you find that you have all these wonderful assets to help the community. The gifts, for instance, of spiritual giftedness are the gift, for instance, of encouragement. Maybe you're one who can, you know, cheer, be a cheerleader. You can egg on people who are down, who think they can't accomplish anything, and you're the one that gets energy from encouraging them to try harder, that you're, they're well-equipped for the job. Or maybe you have the gift of leadership. We have a lot of leaders in Upper Devlin, I can guarantee you that, and you know what a leader does. We need them very desperately. Some have the gift of spiritual discernment. You know when perhaps we're in the midst of a meeting or some sort of project, and everybody's getting gritchy, and there's no sense of direction, and you need someone to say, hold it, it's time to say a little prayer. Let's stop what we're doing. Let's focus on God's Spirit coming in and rearranging our priorities here and bringing us a sense of focus. Spiritual discernment is a rare gift, doesn't come up much, but boy, do we need it in a busy and active church. And so you have that gift of giving is also a gift. Some people just, you know, whatever you're playing to your giftedness, you are energized, you feel capable, you feel power and energy flows. And so you need to know those gifts. If you don't, we have a spiritual gift inventory online on our website. But at any rate, so you've given these gifts, and when you use them for others, you become fulfilled. It's a wonderful quotient. And so our new members this last week, we did the inventory. Many of them had the gift of hospitality, which is essential here, which includes not only uh, being gracious to people, but providing Food and those kinds of things. They like to entertain. They like to put food on the table. You'd like a good gift of hospitality guest at your Thanksgiving table because they can't help but provide some of the foods. So we are called, my friends, to be servants, and we want to hear that well-done, good, and faithful servant from our Lord at the end of the day. And to get that done, we have to invest our talents, make use of them, and watch them thrive and bring... uh, Great joy to our community. And part of our giftedness is also giving back into the world. Change lives, change the world. And we are called uh, to find our joy by serving others with whatever way we can. As I said once upon a time, I'm greatly in debt. I'm almost unaware year after year. And now I will say, Lord, I have. You have charged me with many responsibilities and you have given me all that I need and more. Now I've become indebted to you in a never-ending account of self-giving love and a foundation you've set for me of sincere concern every day. My payment has come due. And ironically, I know I'll be the richer for each installment I try to make in return. I want to end with a fabulous song that maybe you know called We Are Called. And I think our calling is these to be the uh, stewards of the talents that God has given us in so many ways. And it gives us joy. I love this p- clip because of the exuberance. This is a Notre Dame choir of uh, young people. And uh, they just look like they're going to explode with joy. And the words are beautiful. We are called, to to act with justice. We are called to love tenderly. We are called to serve one another and walk humbly with God. Open your heart. Show your mercy to all those in fear. We are called to be hope to the hopeless so that all hatred and blindness will be no more. Sing a new song. Listen to them. And remember, you are called to be a servant and to share your talents with the world.